0: Welcome to today's Church Central podcast. We're a family of churches across Birmingham. To find out more head to churchcentral.org.uk Prophecy. Um, I'm just going to define prophecy, uh, try and explain what it is, and then give you a few tips about it. Um, Here's a definition of prophecy. It's to receive and communicate an immediate message of God to people gathered there, or to an individual, to strengthen, warn, encourage, and comfort. Quick word about um, prophecy, just in case this is a hang-up for some of you. Prophecy um, is not like an add-on to the re- to the revealed scripture. The Bible is complete. It's a finished revelation. We're not um, adding on um Personal, you know, individual prophecies like the Book of Mormon to our faith. Absolutely not. Prophecy is not on the level of Scripture. Scripture is um, without faith, without fallacy. It's no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's true, it's utterly reliable. Personal prophecies given today are not 100% accurate. They're not no one should be claiming that. It says we prophesy in part. Mm. So we're not saying so I think this is important because it's, it comes on to a later point, is we mustn't be dogmatic about this. When we give a prophecy to someone, don't say, "This is the Lord of the Lord, this is the word of the Lord, and you've got to do it." I mean that's, that's, that's arrogant. Um, it's manipulative, um, and it's harmful, basically. So we should come with a much more humble attitude. I think God, this is what God's revealed to me. I think this is what God's saying. You no, know, do you agree? Get feedback from the person. Um, so, but why prophecy? But it's, it says, the okay, prophecy is in part, it's not like scripture, but we do need prophetic stuff. And if you look through the Bible, you'll see all of the characters who inhabit the Bible move in the prophetic. And Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, clearly relied on the gift of prophecy, there he is with his elders in Antioch and they're having a great time worshipping God. And how do you decide which ones are going to go on the missionary journey? It's the Holy Spirit comes, tells them, Paul and Barnabas set them apart for the journey. For the journey. We're not going to have Niger and Lucy and all the other guys. We're going to set up these guys. Well, how does Paul do his, his missionary journey? Well, he, he gets these visions and he gets these dreams. He gets, this, he gets a vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come, come and help us. He gets another place he tries to go to and the Spirit blocks him. So the Holy Spirit is actively engaged in the life of the New Testament. All of the inhabitants of the Bible rely on revelations outside of the Bible. But the Bible itself commends that to us. So the framework of the Bible is prophecy is a great thing. Three great words about prophecy. These are three sort of great tests about whether this prophecy is from God. It upbuilds, encourages, and it comforts. Now just, those those words are quite difficult to translate. They don't come that often in the Bible. A building is a building word. It means you're building up the, the church or the person you're talking to. It's building someone up. So a prophecy shouldn't knock someone down. A prophecy, a prophecy should never write someone off. It should be building them up in some way. Encouragement. Um, one of the translations of this, which I like, is is come alongside someone and yell to change. <laughs> so it's not, it's not just like a little arm around the shoulder and say, there, there, you're a sweet person, God's with you. Something about it is challenging. It says, wake up, God's on the move. He wants you to do stuff. So it's, it comes alongside you, it yells to change. Comfort speaks closely with great tenderness. I like that. Mm. So there's a lot of variation in that. There's a yelling to change, comforting, gracious, and a building up. A lot of different stuff about it. Prophecy in the, in the New Testament is, is, is two, one of two things. It's either foretelling the future or it's foretelling the word of God to someone right now. So it's, it's to do with the future. It says, right, tomorrow, Mike, you will go to work. You weren't going to work, you're sitting at your home, but if you were going to go to work, you'd go to work, and you're going to sit next to this guy called Steve, and he's got a real issue, he's had this weekend, he's been having a real struggle with this, and you're going to speak to him and lead him to Christ as a foretelling of the future, which you see, not that particular example, but you see some even more dramatic examples if you read your Bible. Fantastic foretelling of what's going to happen. But then there's also a telling, which is God speaks to someone and says like Nathanael behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile Jesus that's how Jesus greets Nathanael what an amazing thing he, he analyzes Nathanael's character and he and he also I'm sure sees something that Nathanael's never seen in himself Gideon meets the angel and he says you mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Gideon's trembling, fearful, hiding away in a, in a wine press. And the angel says, you're a mighty man of valor. So God changes his whole perspective about himself. It speaks a word. That's why it's so powerful. It's so good. Right. Quickly, I'm going to give you four things. how to give, How to receive a prophecy, a word from God, how to give it Dangers and how to develop. How to receive. Now there's three there's three different things that ways that you can receive sort of things from outside, things from that stir you which you might think is God. It might be God, it might be the Holy Spirit speaking to you, it might be the devil speaking to you, or it might be your own imagination this is where most of us struggle <laughs> all of us struggle <laughs> so if if it's it's probably it should be pretty obvious if it's the devil if you're if you're if you hear this voice saying you're rubbish you're never going to be any good mm. then that's that's never that's never from god that's always from the devil the devil's an accuser so that should be fairly simple working out whether it's god or self is another matter as it's basically a lifelong matter because this is a tricky business and you have to weigh it. And, you, you know, you'll be driven by your emotion. Um, you'll be driven by your compassion for the person you're talking to or the church. You're, oh God, I really want to bring something to really help this person. And Lord, I really think it'd be great if you said this to them. And you're led along by your own thoughts. So that's tricky. How to receive it. How to give it. Right. You give prophecy according to your faith. It's according to your faith. So it is very, very unlikely that one of us is going to stand up in this morning and say, I prophesy that the whole of Great Britain is going to turn to Christ within this year. I mean, that would be great if it happened, wouldn't it? But I think you'd have to have a remarkable faith to do that. But, if you stood up this morning and said, I really believe God is going to save someone in our church this month, well, that would be good, wouldn't it? I think that's attainable. That's a, that's, that, could be, that could be according to your faith. How to give it? When do you give it? That's a big issue. Do you give it at all is a big issue. Because everything God says to you is not necessarily to be shared with other people. It may be for your private information so that you can pray about it. That should be your first thing. If you receive something from God, pray about it. When do you share it? could be now. could be next week. could be next year. So there's an issue of timing. And please give it humbly. <laughs> we are all, none of us, are standing on a pedestal saying, I am the one who's got the word of the Lord. Oh, this is, this is so awful. God hates pride. He loves humble people. We come to people humbly. I, 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 I mean, I, I hear from God, but I'm not 100% sure that everything I hear from God is from God. So when I bring a prophetic word, it's to say I think God is saying this to me. And I'm probably right, but I'm not going to put that on you. I'm not going to insist that on you. He does that witness with your spirit. I find personally, when I've had prophetic, prophetic words given to me, usually God has already been saying that to me in my own heart, in my own fellowship, in my own prayer, prayer time with God. So I've already got an inkling of that. and It's like a confirmation. It's like it really establishes it. Dangerous pitfalls. Always allow others to weigh prophecy. Prophecy has to be weighed. That is, you need to weigh it to say, is this important or is it not? Is it from God or is it not? Especially personal prophecy. So if you give a prophecy to an individual, if at all possible, I know it's not always possible, in which case you may just have to weigh it, but if at all possible, take someone with you who can listen to what you say and weigh it. So if I had a word for Chris now, I'd, Chris, I think this is what God's saying to you, but say, look, here's Laurie. Just listen to what I'm saying, Laurie. Just add, and I'd, I'd give my word to Chris, and then Laurie would say, well, I'm not sure. I like that bit, but I'm not so sure about that, and then maybe pray about it. So it's that sort of thing, and certainly for the person yourself, if you have received a personal prophecy, you have, have a right, in, and indeed, you must weigh it for yourself is it important? If it's not important, let it go. It's not the end of the world. Beware of false prophecies. A lot of people are in bondage because effectively they're being cursed by people. Someone's come to them and give them a word from God. We just chain them, locked them into something. I remember a friend of mine at university. She was convinced that God had told her she was going to marry this guy. I was, I was just so, so unhelpful for her. How to develop the gift of prophecy. Seek the giver, not the gift. That's probably number one, two, three, four, and five. Seek the giver, not just the gift. How do you get gifts of the Spirit? You get close to Jesus. You throw yourself into Jesus. You love Jesus. The disciples are told that one of them is going to betray Jesus and they haven't a clue who it is. So what do they do? They ask the guy who's lying with his head up against Jesus' heart, who loves Jesus, says, hey, hey, John, who is it? And John, lying close to the breast of Jesus, says, Lord, who is it? And then you hear his whisper. Why does God so often whisper to us and not megaphone us? Because he wants you to get close get close to Jesus one of my favorite Proverbs is this slightly out of context but I, I like it Proverbs 14, 14 <laughs> verse 7 <laughs> but Proverbs 14 verse 7 leave the presence of a fool for there you do not meet words of knowledge <laughs> now, this is not a great bit of Jesus, but for me this means I've got to get out of my own presence I've got to get into the presence of God. I've got to get taken up with God. Because if I'm just in my own presence, I'm going to get misled. But if I can get into the presence of God, worshipping him, taken up with him, then yes. Maybe I'll hear from God. Take risks. No, the faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You cannot move in the gift of prophecy or the gifts of the spirit without taking risks. Follow the example of Michael Jordan, the basketball player, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, was asked how he's so successful. This is what he said. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. That's why I succeed. I think that is so profound. (laughs) I'm not suggesting that we go to mess up. But there's an element in which you've just got to try this, folks. You've just got to give it a go. And if God is stirring you this morning, I, oh, well, he is stirring you this morning. That's what we're here for. We're stirring you up to speak in tongues. We're spurring, stirring you up to prophesy. We're stirring you up to use the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's go for this, guys. Let's take risks.